Alex It takes a lot to make him happy, and he is clearly pleased. She's up. She's moving nicely. She's got it. Yes. Hello everybody and welcome back to Off The Podium, an Olympics podcast. Podcast. don't know what a podcast is, I think that was something from a Survivor days, but uh, we are now into day 7 of the Pyeongchang 2018 Winter Olympics. Another day of competition is done and dusted and it's been a bad day for Australia. The streak is over, the two days of Olympic glory of medals is over, the uh, 12, 16, 18 years of Olympic medals in the aerials is over, and it's a sad day to be an Australian. So much so that Canadians once again are boycotting the podcast, and we've just got two sulky Australians, including the man from Emu Plains, who still holds the Emu Plains record in the sport of aerials. It is, of course, Jared Lubick. Jared, welcome back to Off the Podium. It is good to be back. Um, yeah, to, to, good to talk to get over the disappointment of uh, the streak coming to an end. Yes, yes, very sad, very sad. Uh, we are recording this just after the Aerials finals have ended. And uh, sadly, uh, no success for Australia in this. Uh, the consistent streak of four Olympics in a row with medals is done. Laura Peel, Danielle Scott, unfortunately not able to uh, do what uh, Lydia Lassalar and uh, Alyssa Camplin had done previously. In a very interesting, entertaining final, um, I mean, when I say entertaining, I've never seen a super final where basically two people land, four people crash, and uh, there's an Olympic bronze medalist today just basically because she crashed the least hardest out of the six in the super final. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it was all to play for there. It was looking so promising, but um, yeah, not to be. It's it's an interest. I mean, is it such a fascinating event? I mean, I one of the messages I sent to you when we were watching it is basically it's it's one of these sports where you really have to cheer for people to crash. Um, and I remember during the Vancouver ones where Alyssa Campbell was doing the expert commentary, I think she was, I think Eddie Maguire might have been calling that one because Channel 9 had it. And basically, I think, uh, there was one or two people jumping after Lydia Lassala and they both crashed and Alyssa Campbell was basically cheering and she's like, oh, I'm sorry, I know I shouldn't be cheering, I hope they're okay, but Lydia's gonna win the gold! <laughs> so it's just, it really is fascinating. I'm literally the whole time going, crash, 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 crash! Uh, and pretty much almost everyone did. Yeah, it's, it is that moment of as soon as they crash, there's the initial joy, and then you do have that second of, are they okay? And as soon as you see that they're walking, it's like, yep, it's okay to cheer, that's fine, <laughs> they're alive, it's all good. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, uh, just, I just, I, it's once another one of these winter sports where I just have to go and like, who, 
honestly wakes up and goes, I want to flip myself in the air, do this, do that, um, and then basically um, nearly kill myself at the end. But uh, it was back-to-back gold medals for Belarus. Hanna Huskova took the gold um, in the final round. She got a score of 96.14. She was the most consistent in all three of the rounds, let's be honest. Um, and then it was silver and bronze to China. Zhang Jin uh, with the silver and Kong Fan Yu uh, for the bronze. Uh, Alice Super, the reigning champion in the six Olympics, uh, nearly got a bronze. But basically, uh, Kong Fan Yu, Alice Super, Laura Peel and Madison Olsen all crashed in that super final. Sadly for Laura Peel, uh, the Aussie, uh, she crashed a little bit harder than uh, Alice Super and Kong Fan Yu. Uh, I mean, you said it to me in the messages, Jared. I mean, she just missed a huge opportunity. She basically went into that. She had a land of that jump. She was a medalist. It was that simple. I mean, do you go into that and think, oh, maybe I just need to reduce the difficulty here because, you know, even the most basic jump was always going to win her at least a bronze. I mean, if I'm her, and I'm not, um, you know, I, I'm just going to play it safe because I'd rather walk away with a medal. But I guess she went all out, guns blazing, gold's hers for the taking. So uh, she went hard and sadly didn't go home. Yeah, I suppose maybe if she'd been a bit later in the order, because she did have the eventual gold medalist was before her and she got a 90-something or other. So I suppose she still thought, even if I land something basic, there's a chance that, that I won't be on the podium there. But I suppose the strategy is, yeah, do you do you tone it down or with everybody crashing, do you up your level of difficulty as high as possible and then not worry about crashing because your jump in the air was good enough to get your medal even if you didn't stick the landing? Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of as Jackie Cooper was explaining. You know, there's a lot of strategy that comes into play, even in the first round of the finals, just with so many people sort of not doing the best early on. Uh, and sadly, in that first one, Danielle Scott, uh, who many people kind of touted as our big hope out of the four women that went into this, uh, she ended up last. And it's, it's interesting, kind of similar to what happened with Jared Hughes yesterday. It's really the ones that they talk up the least that end up doing the the best and we've kind of said this it's really comes down to uh laying the mickey on them from an australian perspective doesn't it because uh his old law appeal uh finishing highest fifth place and uh she seemed fairly satisfied with that at the uh end in that interview yeah i think i've talked about the swiss multivitamins jinx <laughs> and um i've done a bit of research here oh, good. Uh, i've got some got some names for you on people who've done the ads going back to london and where they finished <laughs> so london 2012 Cadell Evans in the cycling, 80th in the road race, then pulls out of the time trial. Okay. Time trial. Leighton Hewitt in the tennis, lost in the third round, lost in the quarters in the mix. <laughs> Matt Target in the swimming, was in the uh, men's 4x100 freestyle relay that were really the team that was hyped up to win, didn't place. Fourth. Uh, Rio 2016, Matt uh, Glaser, the track cycling, fourth in the men's sprint, fourth in the men's <laughs> team sprint. The Campbell sisters swimming, uh, famous chokers in the 100-meter freestyle. Eleanor Patterson in the high jump. She won a gold medal at the Commonwealth Games, failed to qualify for the final at the Olympics. <laughs> Carmen Martin in the taekwondo, lost first round. The men's and women's hockey teams both lost in the quarterfinals. The women's basketball team lost in the quarterfinals. The women's water polo team lost a penalty shootout in the quarterfinals. Uh, then, of course, we had in Pyeongchang, um, Scotty James, third in the half pipe, which, I mean, that was good. That's a win. Um, but... <laughs> But could have done better. And then Daniel Scott, 12th in aerials. The only person who has beat this jinx is Dylan Alcott in the Paralympic Games with a gold in the men's singles and doubles. Wow. Okay, then. So, essentially, uh, if you are an able-bodied athlete, the best you can ever hope for on Swiss multivitamins is bronze. If you are a para-athlete, 
just knock yourself out in the Swiss vitamins, you will go for gold. Um, that's incredible. I'm, I'm impressed that you've done your, uh, your research there, Jared. Now, was this, was this a simple case of going over, uh, all the ads that you've recorded on your PC? Or is there actually like a, a list, like Swiss multivitamins, we're so proud to sponsor the following athletes? No, there isn't a Wikipedia page as yet. Um, but yeah, I just basically Googled, uh, Swiss multivitamin ads in YouTube and had a look at them. And yeah, the, the, uh, research is compelling. Now, are they, do they only sponsor Olympians? Like, I mean, does this stretch into other sports? So, like, have they started sponsoring, you know, I don't know, AFL teams, NRL teams, you know, netballers, things like this? I mean, do we, we need to lay the jinx perhaps just on them for other sports as well? Yeah, they definitely do, um, yeah, represent some other sports. I haven't looked into it that closely, but, um, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely, um, Get back onto Google and, and see how far this, this jinx spreads. Look, I've, I've literally just Googled it really quickly. The only one that's come up here is Ricky Ponting, uh, 2013. Now he retired, uh, let's see, when did he retire? Around about 2013. So, uh, basically he jumped on the Swiss multivitamins to essentially, uh, you know, try and boost his career. His last test was in 2012. So it was kind of a post retirement before he, uh, Played another season out with Tasmania and the Hobart Hurricanes. Now, if I'm not mistaken, I'm trying to remember here, I do think Tasmania did win the Sheffield Shield in 2013. We did. Um, so, you know, bit of a, bit of a slight difference there, but, uh, still, um, there's, there's research involved here, Jared. I like this. You can be the Swiss multivitamins ambassador. I mean, I was going to say we could try and get an ad with them. Uh, I'd happily take third on iTunes. So, um, you know, maybe, maybe we should take over here. Yeah, I think um, that'd be good for us. Maybe if you're an athlete and you do get the call-up from Swiss Multivitamins, <laughs> maybe um, think about another product. Yes, yes. Uh, that That is absolutely crazy to, to think that. Um, and I thought it was just the off-the-podium curse that uh, basically athletes uh, really do rubbish. Uh, I'm really not looking forward to seeing David Morris go now. They had a great profile on him this evening after the, uh, the women's one there. He's just such a likeable guy. David Morris, and um, God damn, I hope that we haven't jinxed him, um, because I've interviewed him twice, uh, so, you know, that didn't work out too well for Lydia Lassila, so um, we'll see how that plays out. Um, but, I mean, in all seriousness, though, again, let, always comparing the, the differences between winter athletes and summer athletes, and even, you know, some of the way the questions are asked to it, like... You know, even the way um, that a post-match, a post-jump, uh, Laura Peel was interviewed, you know, she was being congratulated. We know Channel 7 talked her up, but we still kind of at least had them saying, like, congratulations, it's an outstanding effort. You know, you must be proud. Fifth in an Olympic final. And she was, you know, you can tell she's a bit disappointed, but she was obviously like, oh, yeah, no, look, my goal was to make the super final, and I've done that. Um, but let's, again, rewind to Rio two years ago. It's not like, oh, congratulations, you know, Campbell sisters, fourth and fifth in Olympic final. You're pretty happy with that. It's like, why do you two suck? Um, so it's just, uh, I think that really they need to put this mantra to the Summer Olympians, and then maybe we won't have, like, the current affair exclusive interview with the Campbell sisters and why they sucked. Yeah, I mean, it is a little bit different. I did see, um, I think it was... Was it James Magnuson who came out and made these comments and then Lydia uh, Lassila just kind of took him to school about how it's easier to be in the winter in the mix, blah, blah, blah. Um, but, yeah, I suppose in the pool, like her comment was in the pool, like there's no outside factors. Like most of the time it's an indoor pool. There's no – you're not taking into account the wind. I mean, the wind was crazy today. And the fact that there's never been a back-to-back gold medalist in aerials just 
tells you how unpredictable the event is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I, I don't doubt that there's going to be complaints the next day about, oh, how can you take it seriously when, you know, the bronze medalist crashes and four people. And there was somebody who made a comment on that the other day, I think, about some sport where it was similar to that. And, like, okay, you can understand that, but that's just the nature of sport. I mean, it's so different to, you know, as a, I'm a huge Formula One fan, you can legitimately have, you know, 20 of the 22 cars taken out at the first corner. You've still got two cars in the race and they're going to battle out to win the Grand Prix. It just happens. It's sport. 100-metre final. Everyone could trip over except for Usain Bolt. He's still going to win the gold. Stephen Bradbury is a classic example of that you know it's just it's just how sport is sometimes um but i mean this is the thing is for australians we only see this every four years uh you know we don't ever take into account you know the great work that daniel scott laura peel you know all these other aussies are doing on the world circuit in the lead up to this and i think you know we've mentioned this before about the fact that you know they probably strive on you know all this non-pressure from their home country on the world cup stage because no one in australia really gives a shit about them to the olympics and then all of a sudden they've got holy fuck the whole of the countries you know channel sevens interviewing my family my dog my barbie dolls like holy crap i better perform and you know there's all this pressure on them so it's just such an interesting thing and I, I I love it when kind of summer and winter Olympians have little battles against each other. And seriously, James Magnuson, just shut up, mate. Just go choke on something. You know, go hang out with the Campbell sisters, try and sell Uncle Toby's and make sure that people choke on them because seriously, that is a weird product. Can we just, like, do a separate episode and just, you know, ripping shit into our uh, swimmers who really, like, we love our swimmers. But, like, bring back the glory days. Where's Thorpey? Hackett before he turned weird. You know, Susie O'Neill, Patria Thomas. Back when our swimmers actually lived up to expectations. Now they're just all whinging and moaning. Yeah, exactly. Tough enough. I, <laughs> I'm actually, uh, I moved to the Gold Coast on the 27th of this month. Now, uh, in case you've missed the ads, Jared, uh, the Australian Championships begin on the 28th of February. I don't know if you've seen any of those ads on Channel 7. Hard to, to notice when they are. Uh, and to my, t- there was a Twitter person who replied to me. I was really being sarcastic to that person who actually replied with the actual date, okay? Sarcasm doesn't work too well on Twitter. Um, I am seriously thinking of possibly going along to at least one of these nights because it's on the Gold Coast. And I thought, well, why not? I'm not going to get to the swimming at the Commonwealth Games because it's sold out and I'll be working. So uh, I can, I'm going to go along on a Campbell Sisters night and just throw shit at them. Do you think they'd appreciate that? Throw an Uncle Toby's muesli bar at them. You think they'd like that? Yeah, and then try and get the interview at the end after you've thrown it at them. <laughs> I just get media accreditation. Oh, over here to Off the Podium podcast. Uh, yes, uh, Campbell Sisters, why do you Big suck? Fans. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, he's, oh, sorry, I'm just choking. You'd be familiar with that. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's only the Commonwealth Games. I mean, God, they could, you know, swim 20 seconds slower than they usually do, and they'd still probably uh, actually win a gold. It's only up against, like, England and stuff. Um, not Canada, though. Hopefully Penny Alexiak's not going to the Olympics. Anyway, uh, that's, uh, the Commonwealth Games, I should say. That's the Commonwealth Games, Oz, coming soon, uh, after, uh, off the podium. Um, but, uh, other results for the day, uh, on an Australian perspective on day seven. Uh, so in the cross country skiing, uh, the off the podium curse continues. Um, Callum Watson was 70th, um, in the men's 15-kilometre free, Phil Bellingham, 77th. So that strong rivalry between that two pair continues uh, and Callum Watson coming out on top. Now, we did mention uh, in yesterday's episode, of course, uh, Brennan Kerry had skated at that point. Uh, he ended the day in 16th, but I do believe he has made it through to the uh, the long section, am I not mistaken there, Jared? I think he has. 
Um, yeah, I believe so. I I did see him skate six times, so you'd think there's six <laughs> attempts that um you'd get through. Yeah, it's so amazing how the Australian athletes at the games get so many more opportunities to perform, isn't it? I mean, Channel Seven just show every single one of their runs. They all look very familiar, uh, but uh, I think they're different. Uh, as we mentioned, uh, Laura Pill fifth, Daniel Scott twelfth in the aerials. Um, skeleton we also mentioned earlier yesterday, sixteenth for John Farrow. Um, in the women's, uh, which I believe, uh, Jackie Narricott, uh, I'll come back to that one. I don't have that result unless you've got that for me, Jared. I'll, I'll just don't have that in front of me at the moment. Uh, Belle Brockhoff, uh, she made it through to the semis, um, which was great, but unfortunately didn't quite, uh, get through. She actually crashed out in the semi, but fifth place for her in the small final. Uh, so great job there. She's uh, another guest uh, here on Off the Podium in the lead-up, so we apologise, Bill, for jinxing you in that. Uh, but still making it to the semi-finals, uh, a great result for Bill, and uh, she's also a very consistent performer out there uh, outside of the Olympic Games. Uh, in the women's skeleton, I can tell you that uh, Jacqueline Narricott is uh, in 15th position after the first run, and as we are recording... She's, uh, the second run's actually just, uh, still continuing. Um, she went a little bit slow in her second run. She got a 52.76 in her second run, 52.53 in her first run. So, um, we will see, uh, how that goes, of course, um, uh, probably more tomorrow, I would say. And the one question, actually, that I need to quickly answer in the men's skeleton before I go through the other results, did we beat New Zealand? No, we didn't. Damn it. John Farrow, 19th, but uh, Reese Thornbury, 14th for New Zealand. Jared, end the Olympics. I'm sorry, we just got beaten by New Zealand in skeleton. How can we live with ourselves? Yeah, it's going to be a tough one. Um, luckily, we did get that um, fifth in the uh, aerials to, to kind of boost us up with New Zealand not placing in the aerials. Yeah, the big, big shock, that one. Uh, New Zealand, a powerhouse in the sport of aerials. Um, we know that New Zealanders are good at... Uh, falling off the height of a four-story building flat in their face. So um, I don't know what that means. That was meant to be a funny joke, but it didn't really work. Um, from a Canadian perspective, obviously, we don't have any Mallory O'Collin on the show again today. The Canadians are in hiding. Uh, no medals for Canada on day seven either. So um, they're just they're st- uh, stealing it along here with us here um, in the, the Australian perspective. But uh, there'll be some results in them. Uh, we'll go over the uh, medal results for today uh, on day seven. A couple of alpine skiing events, as we said. The Super G... Uh, it was gold to Matthias Meyer of Austria, uh, a 124-44 for him. Great result. He uh, goes back-to-back uh, in Alpine skiing medals. He got the downhill gold in Sochi, uh, so he uh, gets the Super G here in Pyeongchang. Beat Fuse, uh, Foy's Fuse, uh, just he's from Switzerland. His first name's Beat, so uh, just dance to the beat of the Foy's. Uh, silver medal to uh, him, and uh, bronze to the Norwegian uh, skier of Kjetil Jansrud. Uh, good result for him there, bronze. Dustin Cook was ninth for Canada in the Super G. Uh, and 22nd and 23rd, two other Canadians. Manuel Osborne Paradis was 22nd. Broderick Thompson, 23rd for Canada. There was a New Zealander in that one. Willis Feezy was 37th. Uh, sadly got beaten by his great Lichtensteinian rival, Marco Piffner. Uh, but also good news for him, though. We know that uh, when it comes to skiing, New Zealand have a very strong rivalry with uh, Monaco. 
And uh, good news for them. They did beat Oliver Jennot from Monaco, uh, 38th position. Uh, the other New Zealander, I know a lot of them are listening to this right now, Adam Barwood, 43rd for him. Very satisfied with that. And again, good news for him. He did beat the Kosovo skier in Albantari, who finished in 47th. Last place, the uh, Irish skier again, Patrick McMillan. Um, he was the last of the ones who didn't crash. Uh, another Canadian, James Crawford, um, he was 40th and DNF for him. So, um, good job. Uh, in the women's slalom, the Zali Segel Memorial, the 20th anniversary of Zali Segel's amazing bronze in Nagano. It was gold to Sweden. Frida Hansdotter took the gold, uh, ahead of Switzerland's Wendy Holdener. That was a difficult one for Mallory to try and comprehend. Sweden, Switzerland in gold and silver. Uh, and Katarina Galhuba of Austria. Took the bronze. Canadians in that one. Erin Meyer Lazinski, 11th for Canada. Uh, Lawrence St. Germain, 15th for Canada. And Ronnie Rem, 27th for Canada. And, uh, scrolling through here are the other ones here. The New Zealand skier, for those wondering, Alice Robinson, 59th. And typical of a New Zealand slalom skier, uh, did not finish. Um, in the cross country, as we mentioned, a couple of Aussies in that one, but the gold went to Switzerland. Good day for Switzerland. Uh, Dario, Dario Kologna took the gold in that one. Simen Hegstead Kruger for Norway in the silver. And Dennis Spitzov for the Olympic athletes of Russia took the bronze. Canadian Graham Killick was 38th in that one. Uh, Knut Johnsgaard, uh, 69th for Canada, and Devin Kershaw, 71st for Canada. Uh, just, uh, for the North Koreans listening to us today, wondering where Han Chung Gyong finished, uh, 101st. Uh, so stop messaging us in North Korea. We, uh, we told you we'd get to the results. Um, we went over the aerials, as we said. Hannah hooks over from Belarus Gold. Chinese Zhongjin, Kong Fanyu, Silver and Bronze in that one. The Skeleton, uh, South Korea got their, finally their second goal. The host, uh, nation with Yun Sung Bin, who of course had the, uh, Iron Man, uh, helmet. And gee, did you see that? The crowd went absolutely off. I didn't realize that the Skeleton track would have so many loud people at it. Yeah, the crowd went nuts at that. That was insane. Absolutely insane. Uh, Nikita Tregobov from Russia. It's clear to see that the Olympic athletes from Russia, uh, you know, holding back a little bit. I don't think the drugs have kicked in because they're just getting all these silvers and bronzes. Uh, I think they're just being told by, you know, Vladimir and everyone's like, do not win the gold. We do not want shame of Olympic anthem play instead of Russian anthem. So that's why I think they're just getting all the silver and bronzes. Um, and great news for Britain. They get their first medal of the games. Dominic Parsons takes the bronze. Uh, in the skeleton. Uh, what a bloke Dominic Parsons is. Let, let's just talk about him for a second. Born in London, England. Uh, he began as a runner and then he went into skeleton, won a bronze in the World Cup back in 2013. Uh, and, uh, in his second Winter Olympics, takes a bronze, was 10th back in Sochi. And, uh, he is the very first, uh, his first, this medal, I should say, is a first for Britain. Uh, from the male side of things in skeleton since the great, oh, you would be a fan of his, the great British skeleton racer of John Crammond, who won a medal all the way back in 1948. I mean, you grew up just talking about how you wanted to be the next John Crammond, did you not? Yeah, John a little bit underrated in the sport, I feel. 
Um, but I am looking forward to uh, Dom Parsons in improving by seven places from Sochi. So I'm looking forward to him to finishing negative fourth in um, Beijing. Absolutely. He would, uh, nothing less than that. Um, and just for those at home who, of course, are wondering if the rumours are true, uh, it is confirmed here. I can see that Dom Parsons is in a relationship with Australia's own Jacqueline Narakot. So uh, they are the, uh, you know, the tabloid couple of the world of skeleton racing, are they not? Yeah, they they call him um, Domkey. Yeah, their couple name. <laughs> Domkey. It's uh, oh, it's it's hottest talking town in Skeleton. You should just you should hear the stories about those two. Woo, you could uh, you could form a new Fifty Shades of Grey in that one. Um, in the snowboard cross, we mentioned about uh, our own Bell Brockhoff uh, in the small final, but it was gold to Italy. Michaela Moyerly, gold in that one. Silver. Now, I believe this girl is 16 years of age, and she's also got about 16 different parts to her name. Uh, Julia Pereira de Salza Mabalo of France. Um, try saying that with a bunch of marbles in your mouth. She is 16 years of age, and she is an Olympic silver medalist. What were you doing at the age of 16, Jared? Were you winning Olympic medals? Um, n- no, funnily enough. Well, Jesus, you're a bit behind the times. God, move to France. Mm expected of you uh bronze to the czech republic eva samkova uh taking the bronze in that one from a canadian perspective in that uh tess critchlow was uh ninth uh overall she was third in the small final uh, and a couple of the canadians were knocked out early in that one um as you would expect canadian the snowboarding they just haven't had a good games the canadians except for what the snowboard cross or whatever the hell it was uh speed skating this is the last one that was going on at the same time as the aerials i had it on my tablet whilst watching on the big screen um the 5000 meters in the uh women's and it was another goal to the netherlands esme visor took the gold in that one uh track record for her as well the great martina sablakova who i believe was going for three gold in a row in this event um, she sadly could only manage a silver, uh, but can I just say, she was pumped up. For a woman who coming into this, I'm just looking here, she'd won three Olympic gold medals previously, uh, twice in the 5,000 metres, back to back, as I said, and she also took the gold back in Vancouver in the 3,000 metres. You would have, you wouldn't know that she'd not won medals before. She was pumped up. I'm so happy to see that from an athlete who obviously, uh, you know, probably was expected to win the gold. And, uh, bronze to Natalia Vorinina of the Olympic Athletes of Russia. Um, and for the Canadians, there was fifth and sixth. Ivani Blondin and Isabel Vidman, uh, were fifth and sixth in that one there. Um, and that means before I get to some other results of the non-medal events today, the medal tally, uh, day seven, Germany, who I, uh, if I'm not mistaken, this is the first day they haven't won any medals, uh, they haven't won a single medal on day seven, the Germans, oh, crisis mode for the German team. Uh, nine gold, two silver, four bronze. They're still on top in the total gold tally there. Norway, six gold, eight silver, five bronze, 19th. Netherlands, six gold, five silver, two bronze, 13. USA, five gold, one silver, two bronze, and eight. And Canada round up the top five, four gold, five silver, four bronze. Australia, uh, we are now in 17th with two silver, one bronze. South Korea have jumped up into 10th, the host nation, two gold and a bronze. Um, good to see Britain on that list. Uh, we're not meant to cheer for the Brits, but, uh, I don't know. There's something about the Brits I don't mind when it comes to sport, even though I feel un-Australian for saying that. Um, outside of the medal events, uh, in the figure skating, I'll go to that and also we'll look at the men's 
uh, ice hockey as well as some of the um, the ski jumping today. Start with the figure skating, and uh, at the end of the short program, Japan's Yuzora Hanyu is leading that with a score of 111.68 ahead of Spain. Oh, they've kicked into gear, the Spaniards, after breaking the duck of the Olympic medals. Currently in the silver medal position is Javier Fernandez. Could you get a more Spanish name than Javier Fernandez? I'm sure he's wearing a sombrero with a rose in his mouth and just... Mm, you know, and plenty of spaghetti arms, I reckon. Yeah, spaghetti arms. He's got the red towel with a bull charging at him. Like That is less like the most... If you think of the most stereotypical Spanish name, Javier Fernandez. It's like Bruce Jones for Australia or something like that. Uh, Japan is currently in third with Shoma Uno. So gold and bronze are currently position there for the uh, Japanese. And yes, Brendan Kerry, you are correct. 16th position. The top 24 made it through to the free skating. Sad news for Malaysia is that Julian Yi, 17th, uh, 25th place, sorry, uh, did not make it through. So um, he would be disappointed with that. But uh, good news, though, for Israel is that uh, Alexio Bichenko uh, made it through, and as did the great Uzbekistan skater Misha Gee. Now, you're very familiar with Misha's uh, uh, standard out there. Did you think he lived up to his uh, 14th there, or do you think he can go a little bit better in the free skate? I think he's got it in him to go a bit, little bit better. Obviously, more so known for his uh, gymnastic routines and his ice skating, but he's made the switch, and uh, it's paid dividends. Mm, hopefully, you can go, go for the top 10, Misha. Go for the top 10. Um... The other uh, Israelis, there's actually got two Israelis there. Great job there. Daniel Samaho in Canadian perspective. Patrick Chan, sixth position currently. Uh, Keegan Messing is in tenth position. So two Canadians through to that as well. Um, so look forward to that. I know you're a big ice uh, figure skating fan there, Jared. So I'm sure you'll be watching that very, very closely. Um, in the women's curling uh, that happened today... Uh, Canada are in all sorts of strife in the women's curling. Uh, days after winning gold in the, uh, the mixed doubles and, uh, also dominating the men's. They are zero and three. This is, this is unheard of in Canadian curling. They have not even won a single match. They lost eight, nine to Denmark today. So, uh, crisis talks going on in Canadian curling there. Great news, though, for the South Koreans. They had a 7-5 win over Switzerland and Sweden 5-4 over the Olympic athletes from Russia. Uh, and currently, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the standings um, in that at the moment uh, sees Japan on top. They're undefeated. So is Sweden. Um, and uh, Canada dead last. They are currently 0-3, and the only side without a victory. So uh, Canada got to get those uh, brooms into gear if they want to make it through. Uh, to the uh, finals. And the men's side of things, though, for the Canadians, things are a little bit better for them. They're undefeated. Um, so they'll be happy, of course, uh, with that. Um, and I do believe, actually, a lot of those matches are happening right now as we speak. Or am I looking that differently? Or do we not have any? No, I think they are still going on as we speak. So... Um, we, oh no, we did have a few today. I'm looking at this differently here. Uh, so Denmark defeated Italy 6-4. Norway defeated South Korea 7-5. Sweden 10-4 over the US. Uh, but there are some games going on right now. Uh, Japan, Switzerland, Sweden, Britain, Denmark, USA, Canada, South Korea in that one. The men's ice hockey continued, uh, today. And, uh, the US finally got a win on the board. 
2-1 over Slovakia. So they were pumped up about that one. And uh, fresh after defeating the US, Slovenia got their asses whooped by the Olympic athletes from Russia who were beaten by Slovakia. So it's all over the shop currently here in uh, Group B in the uh, men's ice hockey. Uh, eight goals to two. The Olympic athletes from Russia uh, spanked the Slovenians. So currently in Group B, though, USA is still on top because, of course, even in losing that match to Slovenia, it was in an overtime result. So they still get a point for that. So they're sitting on top for four points there. Um, in the other matches uh, today, uh, we had uh, we had another match. I think Norway-Finland is on right now, as is Sweden and Germany. So that's why I don't have a result for that one. Just yet, and Jared, I know you're itching for me to get to the ski jumping. Uh, I can tell you that uh, that is going on right now, um, and only two people have guaranteed qualification right now. That, of course, is Andreas Alamonono from Finland and the great Jani Ahoen from Finland. Uh, that is still ongoing at the time of recording, so uh, see how that goes. All right, take a breath. What did you watch today besides the aerials? Uh, I saw the snowboard cross, so the coverage not as great as the men's, um, simply I think because Bell Brockoff did get through kind of through that qualification in her first run, so then they didn't really bother to show any more of it because they, I suppose there was no more Aussies to go and they didn't really need to, so uh, Channel 7 back to their old tricks. Um, yeah, the skeleton, I saw a bit of that. Um, that was exciting for, for South Korea. Uh, and the figure skating, like I said, I saw Brendan Carey about six times do his performance. Uh, great consistency, scoring the same throughout all those runs. Uh, and then what else? The cross-country skiing with uh, Dario. He just, I think he was defending champion or maybe two-time defending champion, but he won again, so great for him. And then just a little bit of the ladies uh, slalom in their skiing. Uh, two-time defending champion, you're correct. And, and when you think of um, cross-country skiing, you think of Dario Kologna. I mean... You know, it's, it's like you think of tennis, you think of Roger Federer, you think of athletics as same Bolt, you think of cross It's Dario. I mean, the guy is just, he's a guy's guy. Like, everyone loves him. The women want to be with him. The men want to be him, be with him. You know, everything and everything, you know. Uh, kids got posters on the wall. You know, adults have got posters on the wall. He's just a, you know, when you, when you think of great Swiss sports people, it is between Dario and Roger, isn't it? Yeah, and I mean, Swiss multivitamins will definitely be trying to get an ad with him sometime soon, given his popularity. <laughs> probably um, I wonder if in, in Switzerland they call them Australian multivitamins um, that wasn't a funny joke Ben move on um, I yes saw a bit of the ice hockey today good to see a bit of that uh, yeah so I told you I was watching the speed skating um, big fan of speed skating I, I wish we had a you know a good Australian speed skater I'm not talking about you know uh, well, we do have one Australian speed skater, but I'm saying he's not good. It's good by Australian standards, um, but uh, world standards. I don't know if you caught any of the front bar tonight with uh, on Channel 7 when they had uh, Colin Coates on there. He was a bit of a character. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's just something about I think that's my memories of the Winter Olympics, first ever seeing, you know, this during Lillehammer. I just remember the Norwegian speed skaters in their red suits in front of their home crowds. Like, I don't know, I just have this distinct memory of it. Um, and I always wanted to be able to do it. I just think it'd be a fun spot. I can't skate, but like, I don't know. Like, have you ever tried to whack on the skates and kind of do that weird arm motion when the, it just looks so poetic the way they skate around that rink. It does. It is nice to watch. There's something satisfying about it. Um, really when I'm on a rink, it's mainly just about trying to stay upright. So I haven't progressed to the stage of the arms yet, but maybe next time. 
It's, yeah, there's just something so interesting about it. I'm trying to find here, of course, our uh, legendary uh, speed skater and Daniel Gregg, who is uh, yet to compete in the men's 500 and men's 1,000 metres. Um, uh, he actually, a bronze medalist at the Nagano World Championships in 2014, and an Australian national record holder in both of his events. So, um, and it's interesting, I actually remember when I interviewed Stephen Bradbury many years ago, and I talked about the full track speed skating, and he kind of explained how people don't realise how big these rinks are, uh, and that there's none in Australia, of course. Uh, you know, why are we going to build a full track speed skating rink? Um, so, I mean, they, they are massive. I mean, this is like, what, almost like a 400, 500 meter circuit. And you think about an athletics track, 400, 500 meters, that is, you know, I mean, this is a big deal. So you can see why maybe Australians aren't too good at this. Yeah, I think the the rink at Penrith is probably not big enough for that. They'd have to do a triple the amount of laps to have get you, the distance up. Are you a frequenter at the Penrith Ice Rink at all? I don't think I've been in, in about 10 years. Um, <laughs> highlights definitely for me was uh, the, the limbo, which which they held there. <laughs> you need to come to Hobart and see just our rink. I swear your lounge room is bigger than our rink. Um, it's legitimately the only ice rink in the entire state of Tasmania. Um, and, yeah, of course, I go and watch ice hockey on a Tuesday night, which is fun. Um, but, yeah, the only other rink I've been to in Australia is the, um, the main one in Melbourne. Uh, I went and watched a... Uh, national ice hockey game there. Uh, they, they packed the crowd. There's about a thousand people there for an Australian National League of Ice Hockey. It was a pretty big crowd. And that's named the Bradbury Rink. Um, and they've got another full size one next to it. So, um, I think it's called the O'Brien Group Arena now. Hello to our friends over at O'Brien Group. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, we're getting the facilities. I think somebody mentioned, or I, I read a statistic that there are more ice rinks in the suburbs of Toronto than there are in the entire country of Australia. So, um, that probably makes sense, really, if you think about it. Um, all right. What are we up to? Athlete of the day. Uh, what do you have for this one, Jared? Um, I'm just going to have to go with the Korean skeleton athlete, um, Jung Sung Bin. I just thought that winning in front of your home crowd and, and just the reaction of the crowd and the Iron Man helmet, I mean, mm. it was just all really impressive. Yeah, look, I'm going to go with somebody who's technically not an athlete, but I just want to give this... I don't, and I don't even know this person's name, but I'm going for the coach of the Chinese aerials team. Um, am I allowed to go outside of the box here with this one, Jared? I mean, I, I he... Look, I'm going to be honest with you. I've never really seen a lot of excitable Chinese. They're very, like, professional people. You, you see them, particularly in the Summer Olympics, they win a gold, and they kind of just stand there and they're like, yes, gold. Expected? I'll take it. You don't see a lot of emotion from the Chinese, but, like, this guy was just, he was going off every single one, and every time someone landed, he's, like, going, like, woo, yeah, woo, like, just going mental, I love this guy, I wanted to know who he is, I mean, the Chinese aerials coach, I, I, I'm saying he should have his own reality show, he probably does, he's probably the biggest thing, he's, he's probably China's Kim Kardashian. Yeah, definitely, and I think that's probably the team's key to success, is you want to land your jump, not for your score, not for your medal, but for him and his reaction. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Channel 7-wise, now again, I didn't catch a whole lot of it today. Um, but special note to the bipolar nature of the beloved Basil. I, mean, I love Basil Zemplis. Like, I think I'm one of his few fans in this country because I know he gets a lot of hate. I always like to call him Mini Bruce because I think he's just got such a air of Bruce McAvaney around uh, him, Basil. Uh, and special props to Basil, who often will like my tweets uh, when I tag him in it. He's replied to me a few times. I feel like Basil and I are tight. 
Um, but like just the bipolar nature of Basil when he's all like, oh, such a, such a absolute, you know, chance here for Australia. This could be a glorious night, you know, and then all of a sudden you get, oh, disappointment there. And it quickly changes to, what a fantastic night, fifth position. Like it's just make your mind up, Basil. You're happy that they crashed. You're happy that they didn't. Like what's going on? Um, and yes, absolutely. The 300,000 replays of, uh, Brendan Kerry, um, you know, let's mention a thousand times over that, uh, Danielle Scott is from the Northern Beaches, um, and had that surfing footage of her again. I mean, my goodness. Um, and they've obviously switched focus to David Morris now because they're starting to play the packages on him. Uh, and also, um, Breno and Kenno or whoever it was, I noticed that Kenno must have been on a toilet break because, uh, Lydia Lassler had replaced, uh, Kenno. Uh, and look, I love Lydia. Just, we went over this yesterday, but you could really tell, I think, that, I think it hit her tonight that she wasn't in the final, because she, she almost just seemed like she didn't want to be there. She was very insightful. She was like professional. She told her how it was. She gave a great insight into aerials and what the athletes are thinking as they went into that final. But if you just kind of watched her body language, I just felt like she was like, oh my God, God, I wish I was up there. Like, I think it just kind of hit her that she wasn't there. Yeah, she was definitely very subdued, um, but she also did get asked annoying questions where she just had to repeat herself a hundred times. In case anybody doesn't know, the wind does affect aerials. <laughs> and uh special note, of course, to the dickhead that is Tom Williams in the crowd. Um, just just stop it, Tom. Like, like, when did he win Dancing with the Stars and take his shirt off? Like, 15 years ago now? Like, he peaked then. Just go away. Like, he's not relevant anymore. Why isn't Joanna Griggs doing it? You remember 2002 Salt Lake? I don't know if you remember it, but Joanna Griggs became, I think, the first ever female to ever anchor an Olympics in Australia. Now, I wasn't a Joanna Griggs fan growing up. I had the pleasure of meeting her a few years ago. She's one of the most nicest, you know, charming people you'll meet in person. I can say nothing but nice things about that woman now. And I really wish she was there fronting it, because get rid of Ed Wiener Bartholomew weird hat woman. You know, Mel McLaughlin, just go away, have a date with Chris Gale, get it over with. Um, like, just <laughs> bring back Joanna. I want Joanna and Bruce fronting Beijing, otherwise I'm done with the Winter Olympics. Yeah, exactly. Um... You've de- I've definitely noticed the lack of Joanna's presence even at, like, the tennis. She just needs... We need her at more sporting events. I remember growing up, what, waking up on a Sunday morning to watch Sports World. Were you old enough to remember Sports World on a Sunday morning? No. No, it was like, it was, you know, pre-internet, pre You know, you couldn't wake up and, you know, check your scores on your phone. Like, you wake up and there's Joanna Griggs. What happened in the world overnight? Thanks, Joanna. Great, you know. Interviews, it was fantastic. It was like on a Saturday afternoon, you used to watch Wild World of Sports. And then, yeah, you had uh, Sports World on Channel 7 on a Sunday. Um, and you just take it for granted. You don't like these people growing up, but then you, like, you get to like them. And fucking Hamish McLaughlin. Like, I, I really did not like him. Then I kind of started to like him during some of the AFL stuff, and I'm really starting to dislike the guy right now. Um, it's just terrible. And they've been advertising to death, as Channel 7 do. What is that? Sparta climbing over walls oh. thing. And, like, they started showing the commentary of it, which is him and Edwina Bartholomew. Like, you want me to make me watch it less? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's just ridiculous, the repeated ads. The only thing that I can that makes me kind of bear is now with this whole... The Russians are coming to cook on, oh. on, on my kitchen, my kitchen drools, but to, just to make it a bit more fun in my head, I just replace every time I say Russians, I'm like, the Olympic athletes from Russians, from <laughs> Russia are coming, and now it's time for the Olympic athletes from Russia to cook. Can they cook? 
Oh, that's hilarious. Yes, just for those at home watching, just an update in case you haven't seen it. So coming soon to Channel 7, <laughs> my kitchen draws with the Olympic athletes from Russia versus France. You have um, the Sparta, I am Sparta. Do you believe you can walk? Oh, that song is in my head forever. The Australian National Swimming Championships. The biggest drama since Revenge, some doctor show. Some other doctor show, which is returning, which is apparently the number one show in Australia, which I've never heard of. Uh, the Simpsons are coming to Channel 7. Um, we're just doing their job here, Jared. We can just summarise this. I'm, I feel like I'm missing something here. Yeah, I feel like there is something else, but I don't, I don't know. Oh, the Home and Away one. This is the best flame in place. Yeah. There we go. That um, cop, the cop. Oh, God, the cop. <laughs> Who is the mysterious cop? Now, look, I haven't watched Home and Away in about two years. I gave up, finally. But, uh, you know, my dad will still watch it. Sometimes I'll sit there and watch, you know, watch it when he's eating dinner. That cop has to be the worst actor. And this is a soap opera we're talking about here. Uh, and then there's another guy in that ad who's like, I know the truth about you. I'm going to find out. And that, that's me being actually quite, you know, nice to this person. They're even worse than that. Um, so it's just ridiculous. Channel 7 can just give up, please. God damn it. Um, what else do we get to now? All right, my name is... Hi, I'm Ben. No, uh, Canada. Once again, doing Colin's job for him. Um, today I think we should go to a loser. Justin Snyth. We've mentioned his name a few times during the week. One of the double loogists. Why not? Um, so, hello, my name is Justin Snyth, and I'm a Canadian. My favourite Olympic... Well, this guy's actually written a lot of stuff, so here we go. This hopefully can be, uh, interesting. Walking... This is his favourite Olympic moment. Walking into the opening ceremonies in Vancouver... Witnessing Sidney Crosby's golden goal or my own experience of finishing fourth in the doubles luge in Sochi. Oh, oh no, the doubles team relay in Sochi. I don't know how to read. Uh, as a kid, my favorite sports team was the Calgary Flames. Oh, I like this guy. Here we go. He goes for a good team, the best team. Uh, if I could be a superhero, I would be Deadpool because I could, uh, heal my injuries and because I'm usually the first one to Chirp my teammates. He's got, like, childish writing. It's really hard to uh, understand it. Oh, he still is a Flames fan because they've shared an Instagram photo of him at a Flames game. The game last night, something else. Glad to witness the Flames clinch a playoff spot. Oh, look at you. This guy's my new favorite person in the world, Justin Snipe. Um, My favorite music, uh, music artists are the Red Hot Chili Peppers and... Uh, Dranko Jones? Dank Dinko? I don't, can't read that word. Somebody Jones. Um, if I could eat one food for the rest of my life, it would be Pad Thai, because you can have it so many different ways. It's not your typical pizza answer. Good point. I like this guy. Uh, my favourite place to compete is Kongsi in Germany. Konigsi, Germany. Uh, one thing I've always wanted to do is see the gorillas at Volcanoes National Park. My favourite thing to do in summer is be active outside, fly fishing, biking, even working on my car. Okay. Um, does he giving his luge friend to all of these things? Um, my favourite movie is, depending on the day, Pulp Fiction or Lucky Number Slav? 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 I can't read that word. Um, my favourite place in Canada, the mountains. Uh, whether it's Banff, Fernia or Whistler, it doesn't matter. And they've included a trailer. I love how Olympic.ca, a very uh, forward-thinking Here's a trailer for Pulp Fiction, in case you don't know what it is. Uh, my, God, he's a long one here. My favourite cartoon to watch growing up, all of the old-school Looney Tunes. If I had to do karaoke, I would sing to probably something by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. 
I'm on a huge kick right now. I think he's high. Uh, if I could be an Olympian in any sport other than my own, it would be either snowboarding, mountain biking, or hockey. Cool. Uh, there's an Instagram picture of him with a snowboard. Uh, and he doesn't have to draw any pictures of himself. So, uh, you know, not funny, but uh, I like this guy. Justin Snyth. Colin, if you listen to this, let's get Justin on the show and his teammate. We'll talk about doubles luge. I really want to get some double luges on the show. Um, now, have they updated the fan messages today, uh, Jared? Let's have a look here. Uh, <laughs> nervous as always. Uh, looks like they have. Um, alright, so. Oh, Brennan Kerry. Uh, Deanna Lockett, one of our speed skaters. Karen, uh, Bonafant. The blue scopers are behind you, Deanna. Better turn around. <laughs> They're hunting it down. Um, let's see here. Zara from New South Wales to Brennan Kerry. Uh, dear Brennan Kerry, thank you for competing since your grandmother works at BRPS. We missed out on school. Yay! From Zara. Cool. Uh, Sammy Kennedy Sim, uh, guest of the show. Uh, of course, a, a snowboarder, is she not? Um, I can't even remember wh- where our guests are from. Uh, no, she's a, a freestyle skier. Of course she is. Um, ski cross, of course. I knew that. Why am I thinking snowboarding? I, I don't listen to the things we do on this show. Sky and Nathan, hey, Sammy, congratulations on making the team. We looking forward to watching your race next Friday. We know you'll kill it, XO. Uh, I like this one here from Claude in Victoria to Harry Laidlaw. It's just simply a love heart emoji. <laughs> Basic, why not? Um, Debbie S from Victoria to Lydia Lassila. Hi, Lydia. Congratulations on an amazing aerial career. Sorry it didn't end the way you would have wanted, but please don't feel like you've let anyone down. You gave it your all, as always, and that's more than enough. You've been an inspiration to many people, and now it's your turn to relax and enjoy some well-deserved family time. Enjoy. Oh, that's a nice one. Um, have you got any here that I'm missing? I don't know if you're looking at this at all. Um, I'm seeing to Lachlan Reedy, who I assume is a bobsledder. I think he is. Yes, he is. From uh, Jeff and, and Luke Barker, overseas fan. Hey, Lockie, good luck from Calgary. We brought your Jeep Liberty from you when you were here training. We said we would watch out for you when you made it to the Olympics. And here you are. Go get him. Aw, Jeff and Luke. Good on you guys. You're going to go out and do well now. He was going to go shit in the bobsled until he realised that. It's like, oh, Jeff and Luke are watching. Fuck. Yeah, he knows his car's in good hands. Uh, one of our Alpine skiers, Dominic Demshaw from Lincoln in SA. I'm my, I admire your work. Short and sweet, fair enough. Um, let's see here. Uh, Sam Truck to uh, Russell Henshaw. Uh, of course, another one of our freestyle skiers. Uh, from uh, Sam Turk. Hey, spelled H-A-Y. Hey, I am from Australia. I am in year four. I am a big fan of the Winter Olympics. You are a fantastic freestyle skier. I am nine years old. From Sam. <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Harry Crow again to Harry Laidlaw. Harry Laidlaw getting a lot of love. You are the best snow dauber in the world. And my name is Harry to love Harry. What? <laughs> snow daubing's my favourite sport. <laughs> Finlay Bock to Jared Hughes. <clears throat> Hello, Jared. As you might already know, my name is Finlay. I like playing soccer and fencing. My best friend is William Gaskin. 
I too was born in Sydney, but I now live in Katakai. I have two sisters. Juno is one, and Abby will be seven in November. Hope you win something. Finlay. It's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. That's just like a biography of Finlay Park. I had chicken for dinner. We really shouldn't be laughing at this. This is like little kids. All right, we know that all of our messages are going to be from kids today. Uh, Asher Jones to Kalani Crane. Hi, Kalani. My name is Asher. I'm in year four and live in Gundagai. I hope you will try your best and have fun. Do you have any brothers or sisters or pets? My favourite food is pizza too. Wishing you the best of luck, Asher. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, there's another one here. I feel like this is another podcast trolling them because these all seem, sim- seem similar. Uh, maybe this is on the podium. Uh, Lockie Eccleston from New South Wales. Hello, Matt. Oh, hang on. Sorry, this is to uh, Matthew Graham. Hello, Matt. I go to St. Paul's Gundagai School. My best friends are Ollie and Harry. I hope you win a gold soon. Yeah, tick, tick, Matt. Come on. Uh, I hope I see you on TV. I like to watch freestyle skiing. I think you're one of the best freestyle skiers from Lockie. You must be watching it non-stop, Lockie. Yeah, I hope you win gold too soon, Matt Graham. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, God. Abby from New South Wales. Emily Arthur. Hey, again. Oh, she keeps messaging. <laughs> I really love your work. I can't believe you compete in snow. I've never seen snow in my life. Also, I have a friend called Emily. She's really awesome. Bye. (laughs) 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 Oh, this one's from... Oh, I can't stop reading these. Talia from New South Wales. I wonder it took him a day to put these up. These are hilarious. To Kalani Crane, who hasn't competed yet, but Talia says, You did a great job representing (laughs) Australia. I'm turning 11 in July 22. I love ice skating, spelled S-C-A-T-I-N-G. I I love slime. (laughs) Bye from (laughs) Charlie. Jared, have you just been trolling this since we've come off air last? Be honest. Yeah, I'm just, I, I, like, I want to meet this class of students because, um, excellent job. Talk, talk about using your schooling to the full. Oh, God, it's getting better here. Emily Hughes from New South Wales. She's watching a different Olympics altogether. <laughs> to Brittany Cox. Hey, Brit, I am super proud of you because you have got seven gold medals. What? <laughs> you have made Australia proud. You are my favourite winter athlete ever. <laughs> well, with seven gold medals, why not? Who is, who's, she's everybody's favourite. <laughs> Seven-time gold medalist Brittany Cox. She's better than Thorpey. Seven-time medalist competing in her third Olympic Games in the one event. <laughs> she's only one off the same bolt. <laughs> Where's she on the Coles and Optisats? Uh, Emily from New South Wales to Jared Hughes. Hello, my name is Emily. Good luck with your next race in Beijing. (laughs) That doesn't say that. We were cheering you on last night on TV. Well done. Hope to see you win again. He didn't win the first time. Thank you for representing Australia. Have a great day. We we done a PowerPoint on our favourite Olympics person, and I choose you because you are amazing. Thanks, Emily. 
<laughs> yeah, she was lucky she could watch that at night with the uh, multiple replays on Channel 7. <laughs> why is why is nobody in school these days learning how to use a full stop? <laughs> oh, hang on. William dies from New South Wales to Ekaterina Alexandrovna. We know she can't read this. You are lovely and your ice skating is lovely. Get a thousand gold medals, lovely. (laughs) Beat Brittany Cox in a seven. Get a thousand. (laughs) Too much. Oh, my God. All right. Um, Okay. Uh, One more. Maggie Peterson of New South Wales to Kalani Crane. <laughs> Hi, my name is Maggie. I live in Gundagai and I'm in year four. Is skating hard for you? It is for me. But I guess once you get the hang of it, it's easy. Do you have a special diet? But pizza is the best ever! Good luck, we will be cheering for you. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. Let's get the little kid messages out here. I'm not even going to look who's competing tomorrow. I think we need to go in alphabetical order. Who have we missed here? All right, we missed Emily Arthur. Poor Emily Arthur. Uh, we've we've missed out on her uh, fan message. All right. Uh, <laughs> I can stop laughing. Snowboard. Emily Arthur. Name. Uh, I think we just need to do a one name here. Uh, Johnny. Um, Johnny. At, it's all Johnty, apparently. Uh, hotmail.com. Johnny can be from New South Wales because apparently all these people are coming from New South Wales. <laughs> all right, Jared, hit me with something here. <laughs> um, oh, I think we just need to say that we're super proud of her 22 gold medals. <laughs> hey, Emily, I'm... Oh, don't spell properly, Ben. I'm Johnny. I'm in year five. We watched you... Loved all your nine gold medals. I hope you win a tenth. Did you know my best friend is Peter? I like chicken! (laughs) Exclamation mark. Do you like chicken? Please answer. You rock best Olympian. I can't even spell. That since, helps. <laughs> since, <laughs> since Brett Cox. <laughs> that's got to get published based on all the other crap that's been published today. <laughs> Thanks, Emily Arthur, if you're listening. Um, there we go. There's number one. Thank you. Alrighty. Who else have we got on the list? In alphabetical order. Cam Bolton. Good old Cammy boy. Couldn't quite make it, uh, through his arms hanging off somewhere, somewhere down on his, uh, Leg, I think. Um, alrighty, let's go here on the snowboard. We're gonna go to Camp Bolton. Name, uh, let's get your name published, Jared. Why not? Jared Lubeek. Um, jlubeek at hotmail.com. Uh, I hope that's actually not your real email address. <laughs> if it is, good guess. Come on, Jared, this is up to you. This is all you, my friend. Um, I would like to start with Hey Cam, so H A Y. H A Y Cam, yep. I uh, bought a Segway off you. I bought a Segway off you. When you visited Latvia. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) 
Good start. It's still it's still running well. Ten out of ten would buy again. <laughs> buy again. Anything else? No, that's it. I smell buy B Y. By the way. <laughs> good. Good. <laughs> Seriously, AOC web admin, get back to us. <laughs> All right, uh, who's next? Oh, Bell Brockhoff, here she is. Actually, I will say, um, Bell Brockhoff randomly likes a lot of my posts on Instagram, and I don't actually think she follows me. So, <laughs> Ben Waterworth, email Ben Waterworth at Hotmail. That is not my email address, by the way. Sign up, sign up for those emails and offers <laughs> from Tasmania. Um, hey, Bell. Great job. Sorry you couldn't win the small final. That would have been awesome. My favourite singer is Britney Spears. Do you know her? Probably because you're famous. Anyway, do well in your next event. Love, Ben. (laughs) I think that's got a chance of going through. (laughs) Year four. (laughs) Do you know Britney Spears because you're famous? Gundago Public School. (laughs) We have way too much time on our hands. Uh, I think we are doing all right. Um, There you go, AOC. uh, You're welcome. Um... Alrighty, day eight. What can we expect on day eight? Uh, if I look at the right page, I can tell you, uh, from a medal perspective, we have a lot on tomorrow. Uh, we have nine medals tomorrow being decided. So, uh, Alpine Scheme, we have the Women's Super G Biathlon, the Women's Mass Start. Oh, God, you think Biathlon's great? Wait till the Mass Start happens. Uh, the 4 by 5 kilometer cross-country skiing relays on for the women. Get involved. Uh, we'll have the medals found out in the men's singles in the figure skating. The freestyle skiing, uh, we'll have the women's slope style. So we had that in the snowboarding. Now it's time to see that in the, uh, skiing. Short track is back. The Stephen Bradbury Memorial, the men's 1000 meters is on and, uh, going for that. The women's 1500 meters is also on. It's a quick turnaround actually, because they, the same venues used for short tracks is for figure skating. So obviously they get the figure skating out and done with during the day and put a few witches hats in the middle. Bob's your uncle. You've got short track track. Um, short track track. Try saying that quickly. Uh, the women's skeleton will be decided tomorrow and the men's large hill individual in the ski jumping will be happening tomorrow. Um, Australian perspective, it is only going to be Brendan Kerry in the, uh, free skating. Deanna Lockett gets her first look in in the, uh, short track. She is in heat three of the ladies, 1500 meters. Uh, excuse me. That is the, uh, the only Aussies involved. What are you looking forward to, uh, on the next day there, Jared? Uh, definitely looking forward to getting in, back into the short track skating. Uh, a bit unfortunate for uh, Deanna to not have another Australian in there to uh, push her over if she needs uh, automatic advancement to the next round. Uh, and then what else? I think the uh, cross-country skiing, I'm interested to see how this, this relay system works. Yeah, I should also mention too, um surprises not actually mentioned uh, on the Aussie list here, unless there's been a change that I don't know about. Uh, but the qualifying for the men's aerials is tomorrow, so we can see David Morris in action tomorrow, if this is correct on one page I'm looking at. Um, also, curling continues tomorrow, of course. 
Uh, the quarterfinals in the women's ice hockey happen tomorrow, so get excited for that. Uh, Canada will hit the ice again tomorrow in the men's ice hockey. And, uh, yeah, we will see a little bit more of that going along there. Uh, get excited for everything. We'll be back again same time, or maybe not same time, same place tomorrow. Um, what time that will be, who knows. Uh, Canadians, will they be with us? I don't really know. Um, and I'm just seeing here, Jared, uh, on the PyeongChang2018.com website, there's actually a Facebook chat bot, um, for Boorang and Soorang here. Um, I'm not sure. It says you can ask them a question. And I've clicked on it, and apparently it's like giving my computer a virus or something. And so, oh, here we go. Uh, <laughs> like, it just would not open. Uh, ask Soorang and Banderby. Um, what, what do I do here? Uh, Facebook chat bot opened. How do I do it? Go to chatbot, ask Surang and Boorang. Um, oh, so do I have to do this on my phone? Should we have a quick, quick look at this? How do I get to bots? I didn't know this is a thing. You know those bots on Facebook? <laughs> Evidently there is. It's, it's that, uh, it's the Spanish, um, snowboarder yeah. in his spare time. Go to chatbot. Well, alright, where is the damn chatbot? I'm here, there's sport, there's, Things and eh, this is too hard. I'll work it out tomorrow. I'll be here all day. Um, but get excited. We might be able to ask Boorang and Surang something on the episode tomorrow. Um, like us on Facebook. Follow us on. Well, we're not on Twitter, but again, hashtag off the podium if you wish to uh, have a conversation with us. Compliment us on the show. Say hello. Tell me if I'm uh, being sarcastic or not. Maybe we should play that game. Guess are Jared and Ben being sarcastic with their tweets? Because I really don't know when the swimming championships are on uh, for the for the Australian trials. I'm I'm so darn confused. Uh, Jared, always a pleasure, mate. Thank you so much. And uh, I really appreciate your efforts today on uh, the Swiss multivitamin research. I think it's a gold medal for you today on this episode. Yeah, I just feel like I had to put it out there as a warning to other athletes. I think it's only fair to know what you're getting yourself in for. Um, yeah, so looking forward to the next episode. And uh, we'll be back to the next one uh, tomorrow, wherever you're listening to us. Thank you for tuning in to Off the Podium, and we'll speak to you next time. Good night. Whoop, 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 whoop